Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest episode of the Players NIL Podcast. I'm excited to introduce you to my guest today from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, six foot four shooting guard from Boston University, Andrew Petcash. Andrew, welcome to the podcast. Mark, I, I love the little intro there. I, I haven't heard that one in, in a year now. I used to like coming out to that. So. Right. I didn't see your jersey number, but we'll say jersey number this, but number one in your heart, right? <laughs> exactly. That's what I was waiting for. Number, my dad would always say, uh, number 14, like on the jersey, number one in your heart. So There you go. Well, I love it. I love it. Well, thanks again for joining us. And, you know, with the players NIL, we're all here about uh, – we're here all about education. And one of our uh, pillars is to use athletics to better our lives. And the second part of that is to use athletics to better the lives of the people around us. And I think you fit both those categories. So that's why I was excited when you agreed to be on the podcast. So in this first phase, I just want to kind of set the table for why sports and athletics is important to you. And I use two words, sports and athletics. And to me, they're different. You know, sports is the fandom. You know, why did you become a fan of sports? Who was your team that you followed? Who did you go the first game with? What did you learn? And then athletics was, you know, when you actually started to compete and play. So probably sports started first. So just tell us a little bit about your, your childhood and your interest in yep. sports and, and how you got excited about uh, following it. Yeah. I mean, I can still remember it was, I don't know, early 2000s. I'm probably five, six years old. And my dad's like, hey, uh, I, I bought Pitt basketball. So University of Pittsburgh season tickets. And for like the next 10 years, you know, we would go to games, you know, two, two times a week. Sometimes we were always going. And that's how I kind of fell in love with sports in general of just, you know, being out, like being able to go to games. And they were really good then, too. They went to the lead eight the one year you know, saw Mello play in person, like saw a bunch of good Big East classic games. Um, and that that was really my intro to sports. And it was like very siloed into basketball uh, where, you know, I'd watch NBA, or I'd watch NFL, NHL, but it was always like it was it was pit basketball. And that was sports for me. That was everything. College basketball. What was it like when you walked into that arena? What did what did your eyes fill up with? Oh, man, there was nothing better. I still remember the one guy, Dave. He was like one of the security guys. You know, it was just like routine. I could still go do it tomorrow and it'd be the same. Walk in, say, what's up? He'd be like, how's basketball going for you? You know, good. Just had a big game the other day, whatever. Sit down. All the people next to us, it was all the same people. And um, just seeing, yeah, th those were good times because it was like I have two younger brothers as well. So they would, you know, as they got a little bit older, we would all go and, um you know, see UConn, Syracuse, all the Villanova, all those big time games, West Virginia. Um, yeah. and, and I always knew I always knew I would play at that level someday. Um, so that was kind of like the intro into athletics, as uh, yeah. you mentioned. So you teed it up perfect. So you're, you're a fan. Right? Your eyes are big. These guys are bigger than life to you. Even the people in the stands are bigger than life to you. All of a sudden, you start to get to an age where you start to participate. So we, we use the word athletics then. So tell us about how you took your interest and your passion in sports and started to convey it into actually competing and, and playing in athletics. Yeah. So I played when I was younger, my dad's whole thing was play as many sports as you can. Like, and then once you get to high school, it was like, Hey, okay, we're going to kind of like trim down to two. Uh, so I played everything, baseball, soccer, um, I, everything besides like winter sports, minus basketball, because it was all basketball in the winter. Um, and then I always just, I love to compete. I mean, you know, whether we were playing ping pong or street hockey, uh, with the neighbors, I was always trying to win. 
And it was kind of, I just loved like, you just feel that, that like, Hey, I'm number one. I won the, whether it's one game, whether it's a practice, whether it's a one-on-one. And uh, I started realizing like, Hey, I'm not too bad at this stuff. And it was eighth grade year. I went with one of my best friends who ended up playing division one football as well, but we went to a basketball playoff game. And when I came back, there was a kid that was playing that he was going to a D2 school. And I went and I came back and I told my parents, I said, not only am I going to like start on varsity next year as a freshman, I'm going to, I'm going to play in college at a high level. And, uh, you know, I kind of set, that was like just the vision and the plan. And it, it wasn't, you know, a smooth shot. It was definitely this, but, uh, I, uh, made it all work and, and ended up at Boston university and, it was a it was a great sports journey to say, and I'd say it still doesn't really end. Like I want to run a marathon. I still want to play. I want to get really good at pickleball and hopefully play in some like big time tournaments. So I think that will be with me for a long time. Golf. Good. Well, I love the journey. And so let's talk about the journey though. Along the way, you had coaches and mentors, and you know maybe your father, your mother, your grandfather, neighbor, someone. You know, tell us a little bit about some of the people that influenced you in this journey and when maybe you weren't as excited on a certain day, they picked you up or they gave you guidance or they gave you motivation. Let's hear some of that. Yeah. My parents were obviously both very impactful in different ways. My mom played division one tennis at Pitt. And then my dad, uh, he played division three basketball at Washington and Jefferson in a local D three school in Pittsburgh. Um, so we had that athletics and sports background. So they were big from that standpoint. But it was definitely my AAU coach in basketball that I, I came to know in like sixth grade because baseball was my big sport up until like high school. And that's when he kind of he would bring in like pro players like from overseas or he's a USA uh, three on three basketball coach, Joe Lewandowski. So he's pretty high up in, in the basketball coaching world. And uh, he always just was super positive And he just kind of like showed me like he'd send me it was back in the I mean, I'm not even that old, but it was back in the day of like he would send me DVD clips and I'd, I'd put in the DVDs to watch them of like Steph Curry back in his Davidson days and stuff. And he just kind of like fostered basketball for me. And, uh, you know, he played a pivotal role. And then obviously finding me some some good college fits. Good. Shout out to coach. So uh, you realize you can play. You decide to go to Boston University. Tell us about the first day in the gym. What was it like? <laughs> My first day was a was a wild first day, much different than most people's first days because I actually went to play pickup. I was playing really well. And near the end, I, I went to block a shot and I got pump faked and I fell and I broke my wrist on oh. the very first day of uh, of college. Um, so the first time like I, I saw the coaches, I was in a cast like, oh, yeah, I broke it playing pickup the other day. And uh, yeah, so it was, a, it was an interesting it was an interesting first like three four months but hey I I credit like those adversity moments to to things that kind of shaped me because I had to grow I definitely grew up real quick uh in that college transition there yeah Boston is a great town it's an amazing sports town uh lots to see and observe and Boston University great school plays in the Patriot League I believe Correct. so you played against some really good academic schools really good athletic schools Tell us a little bit about the journey in college in terms of your growth. How did you mature physically? What did you learn mentally? How did your game improve? Yeah, I think it was all, we'll say, threefold based on those uh, things you mentioned there. But 
So according to sources, and, and I would agree with this, but I'm biased, it's like one of the hardest schools in the country, if not the hardest. They say BU is like the hardest grading school. So that was a, a really big challenge for me to, to have to balance that with also playing at a high level because we finished top four in the league all four years I was there. My junior year, we actually won it, and we're going to head to the NCAA tournament, play in March Madness, but COVID, it was the 2020 year, so COVID canceled it. Um, but, yeah, just those 6 a.m. lifts, those – I was also, like, we, we were talking a little bit before we started the podcast, but just about my entrepreneurial journey and always doing stuff. So knowing me, like I still was even trying to build stuff while taking classes, while traveling, while playing basketball. Uh, so so now there's like no real business thing or entrepreneur thing that, that can really get in my way because I'm like, yeah, at one point I had to sit in class for three hours when all I could think about is how I want to build something out or how I want to go score 20 tonight. So now it's a, it's a much better balance. Um, so that I definitely grew in exponential ways there. Love it. I was uh, recently in a retail store making a purchase and there were some problems with the cash register or whatever. And the cashier said to me, you seem very calm. I said, uh, I've had some long, hard days in my life. Today is not one of them. I'm good. <laughs> so is, I love that. That is true. Yeah. So I love it. All right. So, you know, amazingly, your, your passion for sports, it grows into athletics. You use it to get to college. You go to a great school. All these lessons, you get through the broken wrist. Now you're an entrepreneur. You're out of school. I followed you for months now uh, on your podcast and your newsletter. I think you do an amazing job collecting information around the business of sports. You know, the timing couldn't be better for your interest and name, image, and likeness, NIL coming out. So tell us what you're building. Tell us what you're working on. Tell us about your podcast and your newsletter. Yeah, so essentially just going back, I came out of college. I had a finance and commercial real estate degree. Um, which usually is, is pretty good, but I always do. I kind of want to do my own thing. So just started, uh, I had a different business called Athlete Insight, which was kind of helping kids with recruiting, et cetera. And I uh, kind of folded that up and, and just said, hey, I need to, and took that money and, and said, I'm going to build a, a Twitter and a newsletter and monetize it and, you know, kind of figure it out from there. So did that. And, and then now I have the ability, I, I get to work with a few different companies, um, the Air app, uh, lens of sports and then odyssey sports and uh, I'm, I'm currently building out something i'll, I'll keep it uh, at home for now but i have built out basically the media and newsletter side and then a little bit of the podcast slash like a weekly recap but i have a few more angles some possible uh collabs with with some other people doing cool stuff um but uh yeah i mean I, there's nothing better to me and, and this will make this will make sense to you but I've always seen like athletes as the ultimate peak performers, like the warriors of our time where it's not to say there's not violence and, and there's just not wars like there always used to be. So you take an athlete like a Steph Curry and he's the ultimate like warrior. He's physically, mentally, financially, like he does it all. Um, and, and I believe sports, especially sports technology now gets passed on to the general population faster than, military technology that gets passed on to the to the general population and that's kind of flipped over the last couple couple years because you know any you think about like goggles or anything it used to come from military to people now you look at like whoop and like data tracking uh sleeping like that came from athletes to like sports and athletes down to the general population so it's kind of a fun time plus with name image and likeness like you said 
where these athletes are not only like providing the technology, but also like the monetization for themselves. And uh, because they're like the warriors and not the system makers, a lot of them are, you know, giving back to the community, building other cool businesses and, and really helping the uh, broader scope of people. So I'm, I'm trying to be like a little bit of a center between athletes, entrepreneurs and founders and uh, investors or people with money looking to get into sports. So right now you have a newsletter and a podcast, the Pet Cash brand is, is present yep. on both of those. Can you share with us any metrics or anything that you publish in terms of followers or listeners? Yeah, so we're, we're getting close to 50,000 followers on Twitter, which is uh, which was one of my milestones I set out for. So I'm, I'm, I'm posting a little bit more now because I'm getting excited about hitting that. But at the end of the day, it's not even the followers or anything. It's it's the true like to be able to to show the world and be able to come on a podcast like this is like and then build relationships is the best part. And I think that's why, especially for athletes with NIL, it's one of the coolest things is where now these kids, if you put yourself out there, yeah, you can make money off of it. Like I'm doing good stuff with that, but it's more so like I'm meeting really cool people and aligning and I can just, your scope gets so much wider where you can really like say, nah, that person or that company doesn't align with me, but this does. And by, and, it, and it's way more than just the money. The money comes with a lot of it. And uh, the, that entrepreneurial journey that these athletes now, like, I don't want to say get forced into, but a little bit just because there'll be pressure from peers could be one of the best things ever where we might see the next unicorn billion dollar companies come out of just athletes, you know, trying to make some money with NIL and they get behind a cool brand or, or you don't know. So that's, uh, that's, that's going to, what I'm really looking forward to probably over the next five to 10 years as it, it kind of ekes out a little bit. Yeah, I think that's great. And that gets us to the third part of our podcast. And that is, you know, the advice section. Um, and certainly, you know, you've got, uh, you're in the beginning of your journey, you know, uh, but it started back in high school with your entrepreneurial spirit, you were able to balance academics, athletics, and your business mindset. So name, image, and likeness has created all kinds of opportunities I just alluded to. And I think for the first time in the history of the world, you can create a brand overnight. But I also say the caveat to that is you can destroy a brand overnight too, if you're not careful. And yeah. so, you know, with that high level opportunity comes that high level risk. And so, you know, what's the advice to Andrew Petcash freshman year, BU, you know, NIL is here, you're an athlete, you know, you're number 14, even though you're number one in your dad's heart, um, you know, give us, give us some sound bites and some tidbits of what student athletes should be paying attention to. And, and the reality of it, you know, we're not all the quarterback at Alabama or the point guard at Kentucky. Uh, the reality is some of us are point guards at Boston University. And those opportunities may be a little bit different, but there's more of you than there are of them. So what advice would you give those folks? Yeah, I mean, I could talk for hours on this stuff, but I'll sum it up a little bit. So first, I'd be like, and like you mentioned, quarterback at Alabama versus point guard at BU. You have to become aware. You got to be self-aware of who you are and where you're at. You're you're at Boston University, and I think down the line this might become a reality with collectives. But for right now, like you got to be like, yeah, I'm not going to go sign a couple hundred thousand dollar contract because of my talent level. But so, how what can I do then? You gotta you gotta be self-aware. So then you can you can lead that into brand deals or going and reaching out to restaurants or talking with your coaches about. Hey, who's an alumni? Maybe I can get like a quasi internship slash an ideal payment. And it's like really about what networks can you get in? Uh, that was, that was, that would be one thing my 18 year old self. I'd be like, really try to figure out what networks you want to get in. 
and then like build something or put voice out there. You don't have to be, no one's an expert in anything. Like people might look to me and you Mark and be like, Hey, these guys really know NIL well. But if you talk to both of us, we know it well because we read it and study it. But like at the end of the day, we don't know everything. We don't have all the answers. We just put out there what we think and it attracts basically all the, the right people, circumstances, you know, business, et cetera. So it's like, as an athlete, like you're interested in, I don't know, countries and, you know, their histories with war. Okay. That's cool. Like you're an athlete and you're, you like history, you know, put that out there. Like who cares? You'll find the right people and you'll get into the right circles. And uh, a lot of them are much smaller, like, especially for sports. Uh, I've noticed real quick, like everyone kind of knows everyone or, you know, you're one degree away from everyone. So just like never blow anyone off company, person, school, coach. Uh, but, but to myself at 18, I think I did a lot of the right stuff without knowing, but I could have been more self-aware and directed things a little bit better. But I mean, I built a Twitter following, I built a business, I did well in school. I talked to a lot of cool people in real estate because that's what I thought I wanted, but it ended up not being at least not yet. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, you got to research and be self-aware. I would say those are the two, the two major things. And the people, circumstances, events will all kind of fall in line if you have the right mindset and, and you're positive around it, for sure. Well, don't be too hard on yourself. I think you're doing amazing stuff. And, and I know I'm smarter for reading your work. And I want to thank you for that. It's, it's fast moving, right? Every morning I wake up and I look at my, my phone or my computer and I say, okay, what's happening in the world today of uh, sports business? And you're part of that. So uh, tell our audience again where they can follow you. What are the, the links? For sure. Yeah, at Andrew Petcash on uh, Twitter. And then I have my newsletter stuff there. Uh, it's the, the Petcash post, um, petcashpost.com. That's, uh, that's the more in-depth breakdowns and, and NIL type stuff. Cool. Well, it's been awesome to meet you and uh, congratulations on your success. Uh, I know you'll keep driving. I can see it in your eyes that you're focused on building something cool and I'm going to enjoy watching and following along and the players NIL is thankful uh, that you were able to share some time with us, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you, Mark.